it's like the cheapest vegetables possible, right? Because it's like a 99 cent or less taco. So the vegetables have like, when you burp after you've eaten Taco Bell, it's kind of like cigarettes. Yo. All right, there we go. Yeah. Not really sure what that was about. I had some feedback, a little, a little rustling sound. I just flicked the mic cable and it went away. So no rustling for the moment. But first, before we get into anything, we gotta give a shout out, gotta give some respect to the king hopping hot sauce that runs the whole thing, the whole world. The reason it spins is gravity, but it might have Hoppin' hot sauce, it's the best sauce in the world. The world, I'm telling you. With Hoppin' Hot Sauce, why the world goes around. Listen to the jingle, you'll see. It's the What's the Matter with Me podcast. The Godcast, the Dad Podcast. You are tuned in to the What's the Matter with Me podcast. My name is John. I'm 44 years old, husband, father of two, small business owner, radio DJ, podcaster, and I have multiple sclerosis and trigeminal neuralgia. I'm a survivor, man. I made this podcast to share what I'm going through. Last time we were talking about trying to make this work, trying to tune in, plug in, and make a video podcast, a video version of this podcast. We'll get to that. I want to give a shout out to Wiley. I met him in the park. Nothing like a dude you meet in the park. It's all right. We were out there running our kids around. He was out there with this kid. And I was out there with my whole family. So shout outs to Wiley. Also shout outs to the Sandman. He hit me, hit me up talking to my buddy guy was playing live online yesterday. I saw an interesting article. There's kind of, I, there's a language thing. It's in a thing that happened in Japan. In Japan, they have a serious literature prize called the Akutagawa Prize. And the author, Seo Ichikawa, won for her book, Hunchibaku, The Hunchback. The article begins, Author Seo Ichikawa rode to the podium on an electric-powered wheelchair to receive the prestigious Akutagawa Prize for Literature. I'm extremely happy that I can stand here, the 43-year-old told the news conference on July 19th. I feel like heaven has blessed me. Ichikawa was diagnosed at an early age with congenital myopathy, an intractable disease characterized by muscular weakness. She has difficulties walking and has relied on a respirator since the age of 14. So, you know, kind of a disabled person writes a book about her life and 
She studied at Waseda University. She studied how people with disabilities are represented in literature. And quote, examples were so scarce that I decided I should add to them myself, she said. In her July 19th comments, Ichikawa urged people to consider why there was no disabled Akutagawa Prize laureate until now. I wrote this novel thinking that it is a problem that there were few authors with disabilities, she said. I want everyone to think about why the first winner did not appear until 2023. Kind of cool, interesting. So Ichikawa, she's on Twitter. I hope there, uh, I tweeted at her, right? That's what I can do. I said, I hope there's an English translation. Seo Ichikawa, author of Hanchibaku, The Hunchback, Visibility. That was an article from the Asahi Shimbun newspaper by Satoshi Yamazaki, July 20th, 2023. I'm interested to check out more writing by authors with disabilities. And I I felt something when I read that her her um impulse to represent herself because she couldn't find herself and in a way that's why I started this podcast I couldn't really find Something that was by a patient with MS or trigeminal neuralgia. I could find people in support groups, but I couldn't find a publicly available podcast where the people represented themselves. Maybe there is that now, but in 2017, there wasn't. I was thinking about that uh, hit my head on the bed episode from a couple ago and I I realized maybe I should get a a bed frame with posters on it or other hardware on the bottom so I can hang on to that so I can kind of furniture surf with that because there isn't anything to grab onto on the lower end of the bed. And I think if there was, I could kind of surf off that. Maybe it would help me. So that's something in the future. Maybe I should think next time I get a bed frame, some kind of posters or hardware on the lower end of the bed. I had thought that kind of hardware might actually be dangerous, but I see now having no hardware on the bottom It could be a stop-off point, make it easier to walk around my bedroom. Something to think about going forward. I glued my brace, my, my AFO ankle brace in my right leg. I glued it together. Actually, Nami helped me glue it and clamp it, but... I think it's become unglued again or something is strange about it. I can't put my weight on my heel, which is what I did in the past. So I'm kind of walking really bad. I'm falling a lot, getting bruises, taking lots of ibuprofen. 
it's too much ibuprofen. I'm like uh, last episode, I was experimenting with creating a video version of this podcast. And what's cool about it is it's like proof. You here I am. And it just like this podcast is kind of proof of my existence. And um, so I'm going to focus on trying to I, I was thinking I was going to focus on trying to make movies and then seeing if I could integrate them into the podcast. So I did some kind of research to how it works. And like Michael Rappaport video, Michael Rappaport stereo podcast is often just driven by the YouTube videos that Michael Rappaport makes of himself. So I made a couple YouTube videos and I I can integrate them into the podcast and use it to drive the podcast. But I don't I don't think I'm going to make a straight video version of this entire podcast because that's more work. And now I think um, I can make some videos. Earlier in the week, I was talking about this security shirt. I took my kids to the skate spot in the Embarcadero and I wore a security shirt and it had a bigger impact than I thought it would. Yo, okay, that's my wheelchair. I got it because it says Jazzy on it. That was huge. It's the wrong size. It doesn't fit. It gets me from point A to point B. It's not pretty, but it says Jazzy on it. So I was like, oh yeah, that's me. So I got this security shirt. Originally, it was part of a Halloween costume. I was a security guard, and then halfway through the night, I changed into Ruth Bader Ginsburg. My wife helped me. I had a bun on my head. I had, uh, I used like a barber's smock, you know, kind of black plastic. And then I had this string of fake pearls. And so I won the costume. I was in this jazzy chair, actually. And I won the costume. But first, I was a security guard. That was a cool costume. I had a hat, security. I had this black plastic windbreaker security. So one time I wore this to San Francisco on the BART. I was on the platform at Embarcadero. I had taken my son, my family out to Embarcadero. I wanted to show them the lineup of skaters jumping off the stairs. Now they have skateboards. I got this security shirt. And I was on the platform to go home. I wore it there. I thought that would be a cool shirt to wear to the skater. It's kind of like reverse. A reversed version of skateboarding is not a crime. Anyhow, security. So I was just hanging out in my wheelchair. Um... I'm waiting for the BART 
to take me home. And this woman came up to me with her husband and she was like, there's somebody sitting on the stairs. And I was like, I don't know what you expect me to do about it. And she was like pointed at me and I was like, oh my God, it's the security shirt. So be careful when you wear the security shirt. I can hear my cat calling me. So gotta go y'all. But security shirt, it'll give you maybe a false sense of security, but a sense of security, we could all use it. Check this out. I got this security shirt. My brace has come unglued. It's not really stable, so I can't really put a lot of weight on it. I So I'm doing a lot on my left leg and on my cane. And that's a, a recipe for falling a lot. So I'm getting these bruises, taking ibuprofen in the morning and night. Definitely an issue morning and night. I'm tired of taking so many pills. And I'm taking pills for trigeminal neuralgia. You know, trigeminal neuralgia before... It was like lightning that came through the clouds and they were dense clouds and they came from carbamazepine and gabapentin and I was on a lot of it at the time and I am on some now but a lot less and the lightning of trigeminal neuralgia, it's an electrical nerve disease And it was like when you're in a a part of Texas, there's like a part of the season where it's like hail, lightning storm. There's just disturbance in the atmosphere in the summer in Texas. And it's kind of like that. The lightning is pretty unpredictable. And there are mostly clouds. Once in a while, the lightning strikes. Or there can be a lightning storm. That breaks out and there are many, many electrical strikes. It causes a lot of anxiety because of how unpredictable it is. And having gone through many of these lightning storms, I'm kind of a traumatized person for it. I'm on the same medication today and under more or less the same clouds. But there is very little lightning. When there is any feeling at all, it's muted. But like I said, I'm traumatized. I'm anxious and fearful. I'm a traumatized person. I have to recognize that. So I had a couple feelings this weekend, not even rising to pain. Just like, oh, I'm feeling retrogeminal nerve. It freaked me out. And it kind of ruined my weekend, probably. I would... I think it ruined my weekend because it's like I'm traumatized by it and it rears its head. I got that new phone. I got the Google Pixel phone. It's kind of a mess. Like I'm having to port everything over from what did I have? I had, I've already forgotten it. I had the Galaxy and now I'm in the Google ecosystem, but I was already using that. Until I would have to ignore all the Samsung notifications. They wanted me to join the Samsung cloud. But now I'm already 
set up in Google. And so having the Google Pixel phone actually made it easier. But one thing that was annoying is like the the keyboard on the Pixel, I couldn't get symbols in there. Like the at sign, the um, exclamation point, and I needed that. You know, and on the the Galaxy, if you held down a letter, it would give you then a menu of symbols and like the NEA and other stuff. So I figured out the setting and I set up my new Google Pixel phone keyboard and it was like allow symbols on long press. Now that's what I call a symbolic victory. Correction from my wife, we didn't use Carvana, we used CarMax, and that's the same one we used last time. Taco Bell vegetables taste like cigarettes, and you know, like the 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 onion and lettuce they put on it, the crispy taco, it's like the cheapest vegetables possible, right? Because it's like a... 99 cent or less taco so the vegetables have like when you burp after you've eaten taco bell it's kind of like cigarettes like you were smoking and i think it's because they're probably like right next to the freeway or whatever and i went to tell this lady at national mobility and seating in hayward and I was, I was like telling her the story. They taste like cigarettes, but I didn't get it out. I was like, Taco Bell vegetable tastes like, and then they were like, excuse me. My wife was so re- relieved. I could tell like, oh no, he's not going to tell this lady. They taste like cigarettes. Right though, right. The guy told me. Excuse me, you're at the wrong place. We can't evaluate your wheelchair. What I'm trying to do, I know my wheelchair is the wrong size. I'm trying to get it evaluated. What size should I have? Because I'm realizing I may need a new wheelchair. And if I do, maybe I can't use the lift I was going to use in my van. So we went to the wrong place. We wasted time. Last week, my wife was a little bit annoyed. She was like, you have to call ahead. I was like, oh. So I didn't get to tell that lady that Taco Bell vegetable tastes like cigarettes when you burp. And that's not really a waiting room conversation. But she was like, how are you doing? And I was like, okay, then I'll tell you. Taco Bell vegetables taste like cigarettes. The guy's like, you're at the wrong place. You need an appointment. And he was behind a mirrored window at first, so I didn't see him. They were like, the guy's there. And I'm like, no, I see like a mirror and nothing. And then he popped out from behind it. Tell me I'm at the wrong place. Wife was relieved. Didn't get to tell the cigarette taco anecdote. But I I still go to Taco Bell. I don't. I, there's some kind of like ritual. That is not what I think of when I think of Mexican food. I think of it as Taco Bell. 
So let's sidestep that whole authenticity thing that everyone is like, that's not authentic. And I'm like, yes, it's not. We also hit Taco Sinaloa in Fruitvale. That's more authentic. My wife gets a vegetarian burrito. That's hard to find in Mexico. A burrito and then a vegetarian burrito at that. Hard to find. So last week, I was taking my kids up to camp because tomorrow my wife's going to San Diego and she's like wanted a a run through taking the kids to camp by myself. I did it. And when I was coming back, I was in the parking lot in the park still. And I saw Carrie, the retired cop from across the street. He's all in the park at 8.30 a.m. Carrie's fully dressed. He's in the park. I'm like, there you are, man. And he's like, I'm trying to do what I can for as long as I can. I'm like, okay, man. But what did I tell you, man? Cops are in patrol, on patrol in my neighborhood all the time. 24 hours a day. They're just trying to do what they can for as long as they can. My neighbor Andy, yo, shout outs to Andy. He was in my high school band. He wrote all the songs and played the guitar. Except for the songs that I wrote that were about like Louis Farrakhan and, and then the songs that the drummer wrote that were like angsty songs called Everything Must End. So, you know, that's that was our band. It was schizophrenic. Everything must end, or so they say. But I was talking with Andy and uh, one of our other friends, the the guy who made our high school webpage, works at the State Archives in Sacramento. And I was like, Andy, you got to see Seb at the State Archives. He was like, we'll do. And then I was like, oh, Sacramento. Uh, Sacramento is great. They have Frank Fats. That's like a chop suey. You can get chop suey and chow mein and a martini. They have a full bar and they do like a cocktail program there of classic cocktails, not any funny business. And it's like a back room. My um, cousin Eric was a reporter and he's like, that's that's where they get deals done. At Frank Fats over Chow Mein and Martinis. In Manhattan's probably. And then Andy was like, you don't have to sell me on Sacramento. I lived there for five years. And I was like, oh, geez, five years. Oh, wow. Yesterday, my parents had the kids. So my wife and I got to watch a movie on TV by ourselves. <clears throat> So it was one that I had recorded a while ago. They played it on TCM in June, I think, uh, or maybe in July for a Disabled Pride Month, I guess. They had a bunch of films programmed. I recorded a couple. One of them we watched yesterday. It was called The Crippled Masters. The Crippled Masters. So there's two kung fu guys. One guy has no arms. The other guy has no legs. 
This was like an avant-garde movie. An avant-garde film. So it's like, you know, part of this B-movie. It's 1978 production. And, you know, they had... It was very popular to have like a kung fu movie at that time. They were churning them out. But this one was interesting because the crippled masters or when disabled people are represented in these in this genre of action kung fu 70s they're often you see people cripping up what they call it where people act as if they are disabled they're not actually so it's not really like people representing themselves but in this movie crippled actors you have two actors one has no arms one has no legs and so they adapt the all the kung fu action to this reality and it's kind of amazing i mean it was totally amazing i was like wow and they the movie ends with no falling action they defeat the final boss he's defeated the end it's pretty like they're very formula formulaic movies the kung fu movie you know there's like a quest they defeat the boss it's kind of like watching a video game once the boss is defeated game over but it was cool to see martial art movie with disabled people and not having them pretend to be disabled or not having anyone's pretending you had these kung fu masters and they they were undeniably kung fu masters they were on a hero's journey they they learned they got better they defeated the boss the end like i think the boss falls over and it, it literally the end no falling action and i thought that was funny for a movie about a guy with no legs and a guy with no arms, get it? There's no falling action. Like, nobody falls. That's some kind of literary analysis humor. There is no falling action. The Crippled Masters, check it out. I'm getting new clothes where I can fit my AFO easier into my pants, which means I'm wearing, like, relaxed, no more skinny or slim I mean, it's been a while for that, but I'm like not even straight. I want relaxed fit clothing. And so I think for that silhouette, which is wider at the bottom, I have to go, I can't wear wider on top or I'm going to look like I'm swimming in my clothes. So I've been thinking a lot about clothes. Right now I'm wearing these kind of cotton dungarees made by Carhartt. They're relaxed fit and they were pretty easy to get my brace on and off while I'm wearing them. Like if it's too slim or straight, even uh, and it definitely if it's tapered, it's hard to get the leg of the pant over my AFO brace because that goes up my calf. 
So relax fit is working better. Just relax. I can't make this whole thing a movie, but I can make some of it. I'm a traumatized person. I made this podcast because I couldn't find representation of disabled person representing themselves. So I thought that was cool. South Ichikawa. So gotta give a shout out. I want to see it in English. I resonate that impulse to represent yourself. Thanks for tuning into the What's the Matter with Me podcast. If you want a shout out, if you want a shout out, email me at john at hoppinworld.com, J O H N and H O P P I N W O R L D.com. Catch you next time.